Hello and welcome back to The Furnace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The beginning decades of the 16th century was one of great turmoil. Martin Luther in 1517 wrote his 95 Theses, sparking what would be the great upheaval of the Protestant Reformation, which would change the course of human history. While the Church in Europe was, in a sense, self-imploding, it seemed that God saw it fit to turn his attention elsewhere. It was said that 9 million Europeans left the Catholic Church for Protestantism at that time, at the same time, 9 million Indians in the Americas converted to the Catholic Church. The event I am talking about is the great apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe in 1531. Now, a few days ago on December 9, I spoke about St. Juan Diego, so feel free to listen to that episode for a bit of background. Today is simultaneously the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday as well as being December 12, being the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. It's fitting because the third Sunday of Advent we wear rose. For as I said on St. Juan Diego's feast, flowers are a big element of the apparitions. Juan Diego found non-native flowers, to roses, which Juan Diego wrapped around his tilma as he brought them to the bishop. As he unveiled the flowers under his tilma, the roses fell to the ground and the bishop sank to his knees. On Juan Diego's tilma appeared an image of Mary, exactly as she had appeared at the hill of Tepeyac. This was the 12th of December, 1531. The shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe near Mexico City today is one of the most celebrated places of pilgrimage in North America and around the world, for it draws millions of pilgrims each year, and you can still see the famous image of Juan Diego's tilma depicting Our Lady in Guadalupe today. Here are some profound facts actually about the tilma which in many ways defy scientific explanation, despite being examined several times by scientists all over the world. Number one, the image itself has lasted and shows no signs of deterioration. The tilma is made of rough cactus fiber, which normally disintegrates in 15 to 30 years. Yet this tilma has lasted 490 years without fading or cracking even one bit. Number two is that there is no sketching on the image whatsoever. It is inconceivable that an artist would paint a portrait without drawing a sketch first. Infrared photography revealed that there were no brushstrokes either, as if the image was, in a sense, slapped onto the surface all at once. Number three, you can see that the stars that appear on the image, you can see that when you look at it, it corresponds precisely to the constellations of the winter sky on December 12, 1531. The interesting thing was that what was discovered was that the constellations are showed to be viewed from outside the heavens, that is, in reverse, as if saying to us that the stars are being looked at from outside the universe. 
Number four is that when they examined the image microscopically, they could see that Mary's own eyes are astonishingly lifelike. At 2,000 times magnification, they noticed that imprinted on the eye were 13 individuals in both of them, as if the eye was reflecting the image that she was looking at. For the image would have been the very 13 people in the room of the bishop when Juan Diego unveiled the tilma. Number five is the image is always at the same temperature of the human body at 36.5 degrees Celsius. And lastly, there's still more many to say, but lastly, in the spirit of today as Rose Sunday, it is worthy to note again that Juan Diego's flowers that he found on Tepeyac Hill was growing on frozen soil. It was a garden of Castilian roses which were not native to Mexico. And thus, we have a beautiful metaphor as we remind ourselves that Advent is preparation for Christmas. And perhaps you may think that the world today is very much like frozen soil, not fertile for any sort of fruitfulness, especially when it comes to faith. For in many ways that is true, but the roses that grow on the frozen soil is a great metaphor for us because it's an assurance from God that he is ultimately in control and often it is his mother whom he communicates that all will be okay. Advent, after all, has been understood as the season of Mary because it was Mary's yes that allows for Christmas to even be possible. So let us wait for our Blessed Mother, as we await for the advent of the coming of her Son. Let us pray. O God, who see how your people faithfully await the Feast of the Lord's Nativity, enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of so great a salvation, and to celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.